Welcome to my podcast, and I'm also using a new version of Ferrite on my iPhone, which um, is now on version 3, and it's looking really nice. So lots of new features, um, and I'll perhaps talk about those at another point in time. But um, a quick introduction to my podcast, which is going to be mostly about something called tidal cycles. Nothing to do with tides, nothing to do with coasts, nothing none of those things whatsoever it's it's all about music and how you can marry up code as in programming languages with music and sound design um which is an interesting concept because as somebody who's already into uh, I'm, I'm a programmer by trade i'm also a keen amateur musician um and I've always been into creating music with um, software such as Cubase and in recent years, Ableton, Bitwig, VCV, um, uh, you know, just using my computer as a synthesizer, a sampling machine, whatever it might be, uh, to create music. And I've got a SoundCloud account, you might have come across it. Um, so when I came across um live coding on youtube i just stumbled upon it um it got my interest um you know it, it, it took me it took my it piqued my interest shall i say um and i discovered a few different um concepts within this particular field um such as sort of three or four particular pieces of software um tidal cycles being the one I want to focus on on this podcast, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Sonic Pi, uh, Super Collider. I'm just throwing names at you of software, but essentially, Super Collider is it, it requires Super Collider in order to use tidal cycles. Um, so, Super Collider is a client server application that you can interact with to. Um, create sounds. So it's like a, a synthesizer in its own right. You can pass commands to it, which yeah, you can create and engineer your own sounds, and you can pass MIDI data to that particular device um, in order to, to make music effectively. Um, so Tidal Cycles is like an abstract layer that sits on top of Super Collider, um, with its syntax being quite um, quite easy to work with in terms of um, one setting up the actual sounds you want to work with on different channels, and then the actual parameters that you want to pass through to those sounds, such as uh, sustain, uh, pitch, um, and many other things can completely sculpt the sound. Um, so you can write a piece of script, trigger it off, execute it, and it will start to play some music. Obviously, there's a little bit of work involved in creating that script. Um, but what's really clever is where the live coding element comes in, is that you can make changes to the code on the fly, and then with a couple of key presses, you can trigger that change and so for example let's say um 
you 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 got you've written some code that's playing a piano motif, and it's playing in a particular scale. Let's say minor pentatonic. Um, let's imagine you wanted to change that to major pentatonic. All you do is you change the parameter in the code from minor pentatonic to major pentatonic, and within the next um, the next sort of bar, if you like, it will change to that particular scale, and uh, and then you might want to, for example, change um, the the reverb to make the sound suddenly become beefier. Um, you then might want to change the cutoff and resonance to affect filters on, on the sound, which is a classic thing in electronic music. We have a bass line that is going through lots of different changes in terms of its filtering, so that you have this sort of nice kind of squelchy acid bass sound, for example, and that's how that's achieved. So you can do all that kind of stuff. Um, and I came across all of this... Um, this whole thing when I discovered something called the Algo Rave. Um, the Algo Rave, which is basically uh, a combination of algorithmic rave, if you like, um, is uh, a, a, a series of events that have been set up by various people across the world um, who are live coders. You have a screen behind them they're up on the stage with their laptop in front of them and the screen will show the code that they're working on that they're editing in real time and the music's pumping out of a nice sort of PA system. You've got a crowd of people dancing uh, and then also behind them would be a projection of visual effects um, to create a, a real performance. And... Um, and it's all started, as far as I understand it, here in the UK. Um, there's a couple of, there's a, there's a handful of people who started off the, the whole thing, um, creating the tools that make live coding possible, and then come up with the idea of the of the algo rave, um, and that it's it's growing from there. There's many events taking place in London, New York, Amsterdam. Melbourne, Melbourne, <laughs> Mel Melbourne, <laughs> um, lots of different events across the world where people are performing with the laptops code and uh, and various synthesizers hooked up to it. And then I started looking into it even even more, and I learned that um, for the most part, Tidal Cycles works with a series of samples that it comes with that are you know, really great sounds. You can get more. You can install your own samples in the folder and it'll scan through and it'll pick them up. But you can also hook Tidal up to external hardware instruments. You can hook it up to DAW, such as, as I was saying earlier on, Ableton, um, Bitwig, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so the whole thing starts to become even more interesting. There's you know, a massive scope um, here that you can... You know, you can create music using code. Um, so that's what I'm going to be exploring on this podcast. Um, mostly that particular topic, just to keep it kind of focused. Um, so can anyone set up Tidal Cycles? Yes, indeed. 
Um, you don't even need uh, to have any DAW software or anything like that at all. You can, all you need to do is install Super Collider. You also need to install Haskell, the programming language. Um, and that's one thing I was a little bit worried about because I know nothing about Haskell. My programming experience is with C, JavaScript and so on and so forth. Um, but the truth is you don't really need to know the language inside and out. You can you can get by with just learning bits and bobs from various people on YouTube. Um, the documentation of Tidal is, is excellent. There's lots of examples you can just copy and paste and, and work with. Um, what else do you need? Um, and then obviously you can install Tidal Cycles itself. It comes with a script that installs pretty much all of those prerequisites for you. Um, you might come across one or two problems. You can go into their forum, uh, you can ask questions there. People are very helpful. Um, and um, then all you need is a code editor. Um, in my case, I use Visual Studio Code, which is what I use for my work anyway. Um, and then the way it works is you can get an extension for Visual Studio Code um, that enables you to work with Tidal. And once you've got that all set up, um, you can start working with some code. So what you do is create a new file, any name, as long as it's got .tidal on the end, save it, and then you would type in, um, let's say you wanted a, a bass drum to play. It's one line of codes to trigger that off, um, which goes along the lines. It's very difficult to explain this when this is an audio podcast. So this would be better illustrated on the video episodes. But um, it goes along the lines of D1, dollar, S, and then in quotes, BD. So what that means, the D1 is your channel. So you can have D1, D2, D3, etc., etc. Um, and the dollar is something I'll come back to another point in time. It's like a sort of, um, think of it as being like a, uh, a connector between the channel and what follows the dollar. So you have this concept in where you have some codes to the left and to the right of the dollar, basically. Um, so on the right-hand side, you have S, which is sound. You could type in sound. And then in, in quotes, you have BD, which represents bass drum. And what you do is you press Control and Enter, well, the cursor's on that line, and over here, boom, 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 boom. Um, so in Tidal, <coughs> excuse me, in Tidal Cycles, one of the key concepts is the cycle. And the cycle is times much like a bar in music. Um, so by default, I think it's 120 BPM. Um, you can also equate that to something called CPS, which is cycles per second, I think that is. Um, so for each cycle, it plays a bass drum. Now, if you added four BDs in that string, it would play them quicker. So you'd hear that sort of boom, boom, boom. You'd hear that boom, 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 boom. And the reason for that is that 
all of the strings are put into those, into those quotes, I hope this makes sense, um, indicates the sounds you want to play within one cycle. <clears throat> um, so that means that if you had multiple sounds playing, multiple instruments playing, so you had like a D1 and a D2, so that'd be two separate lines of code, you might have a different instrument on the second line, um, they, they would be in time. And then that's a bit sort of simple explanation, really, of what you can do with this tool. It gets way more interesting. Um, for example, as I was saying earlier, one can um, work with scales. You can work with uh, um, probabilities, uh, randomness. You can um, you can also sort of uh, chop and slice samples. You can reverse sounds. You can um, get up and down octaves. You can um, you can send out MIDI messages. You can send out um, control parameters. Now, that's if you are connected to a MIDI device. But as, as I say, you don't necessarily need any external MIDI devices. You can work with what comes um, out of the box. So very quickly, you can build up um, some drum patterns and um, and go from there. You can work with melodies, and there's all sorts of things that we can do. So I think that's um, long enough, um, an introduction to this podcast. Um, in the next episode, um, we'll, we'll just get down to having a little bit of a jam session with some, some music. And uh, I think most of my episodes would be only a few minutes or so long, nothing massive. Um, it's mainly because uh, the way I want to do this is to have a little jamming session, hit record. As I say, it might be a video recording or it might be just just audio. Um, and then see what happens. And um, the recordings I like, I will share. The ones that I don't like, <laughs> I will just delete them and uh, never share them. I will never see the light of day. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to my my introduction. I apologise for my ums and ers and sneezes and coughs. Um, I don't often record a uh, um, podcast like this, so I will get some better over time. Um, anyway, thank you very much, and speak to you soon. Bye for now.